I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Weird little quirk for the Saints. It and it, I know you're a Derek Carr guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously a dome team, obviously a guy who's not known for having the strongest arm in the world. They have road games against New England, Green Bay, and Carolina, all in the first two months of the season. They will play zero cold weather games this year which feels like something that has mattered for them historically just based on how they build their team. And it's mattered for Carr. I don't think he's won a game in, in freezing temperatures in his career. Like I think he, right, the below 40 degree thing, right, is a, yep. is a big thing for Derek Carr. Exactly. So like if you look at the, like their road games are like late in the season is like at LA, at Tampa, and Atlanta. Like, and then it's, which obviously is just dome. And then they have an at Minnesota which is a dome. Mm-hmm. So they're they're all any game that potentially could have been sub 40 degrees is a September or October game. So it'll be mild temperatures in New England, Green Bay, or Carolina. That's a good job by you to look that up because I'm gonna definitely I'm gonna be thinking about that a lot when making up my decisions on what to bet on as far as these season bets. And that is a big, big, big uh, advantage for the Saints because Carr, I think the the neutral sites and the ideal weather conditions have always been something that has mattered in his splits. Yep. Uh, speaking of his speaking of Carr, his old team, Vegas. I was looking this up. You want to talk about a shitty situation for them? When is their quote first home game? Okay. So they open at Denver in week one. Then they go to Buffalo in week two. So they start technically on the road in back-to-back weeks. Week three, they're home openers against the Steelers. There is no way that that looks like a Raiders home game. No. Fans have been waiting since they moved there here to get to that game. They're champing at the bit for it. Like of the things I had requested today, when are the Steelers in Vegas was the number one question I've been asked all week. So then week four, they're at the Chargers. That is their home opener. <laughs> the Raiders have their biggest fan base in LA. Right. And the Chargers draw flies. So they'll have 
50,000 probably plus fans at that game in week four. And hopefully for their sake, they're not 0-3, which is definitely in play for them at Denver, at Buffalo, and Pittsburgh. That's awesome. Uh, that's the one thing, like, we went to Bears, Bears Raiders in Vegas. There were a ton of Bears fans. I didn't even go to the game. I just hung out with Derek Stevens at Circa, but Speaks was there if there were a ton of Bears fans. Uh, it's awesome that they're there. It, I The L.A. thing is cool for the new stadium and all that. But it does suck that there are multiple NFL teams with no home field advantage. It just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It feels like the Chargers thing, the the Raiders thing, and to some extent the Jaguars thing feels gimmicky. Cardinals uh, too. Cardinals. Cardinals is another good one. Um, so NFC South, as I just keep going through here, Carolina, nothing really jumped out at me. Um Again, it's pretty easy based on strength of schedule, just with the the division and all that. Obviously, the huge thing will be when does Bryce Young start uh, and Andy Dalton. Like, if it's Dalton, he could have a New Orleans rematch uh, in week two. But I thought it was fun that Bears-Panthers got Thursday night football um, because of the trade, obviously, and – They did it in a really smart spot. November 9th, middle of the season. Got to figure Young's in there. Yep. They they figure Young's in there. So Bryce Young against Justin Fields, like the decision that the Bears had will be presented in front of them. And there will be a ton of pressure on Fields to be better than him. And if Young is better, it will be amazing on both sides of, of the narrative coin. So... I just thought that that was like a really, really smart, like Thursday night games sometimes have a real tough time, like selling a narrative. They put kind of bad games there. Al Michaels complains about it. DJ Moore's return, the teams who made the trade, Bryce Young should be playing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just like a really smart Thursday night game for November. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, some of the Thursday night games that I looked at, seemed better this year first blush like they actually made a conscious effort to get better matchups or at least teams that america will want to watch in those spots well you know the 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 new rules you can play on thursday more than once well yeah the steelers are doing that yes or the bears and you don't have to every team is not guaranteed a nationally televised game anymore Hmm. so i think that the that was the thing like the teams who had to get their one got stuck on thursday and now the teams that have absolutely nothing going for it, you know, like, like I mean, I, I can just do one now. I don't know if I just would do two in a row. Does Houston, does Houston have a primetime game? I don't know. I was in charge of the NFC. <laughs> um, but like, but like, so I'll do. I'll give you one. Like the Cardinals do not. Okay. Right. So, so the the Cardinals, by the way, their schedule, man. Yeah, uh, give me the Cardinals here, quick. Then I'll do two in a row. Okay. Um. So, no national TV game. So, I wrote down three things for them. They play six playoff teams from last year in their first eight games when Kyler won't be there. You know, we don't know when Kyler comes back. And, you know, one of them's the Giants, so not the best teams in the world. But teams that were in the playoffs last year, six of the first eight, when we know Kyler won't be there, no national TV games. And then two of their last three games are road games in Philly, in Chicago. So the, the opposite of the Saints thing. Yeah. It'll be freezing. 
So even if Kyler's back, he's playing in the cold. And obviously, you know, the Gannon thing will be a storyline for, for the Eagles game. But just by like warm weather team going to freezing cold temperature, small quarterback potentially coming off injury, it felt like a very tough break. Uh, for the Cardinals in terms of the sequencing. Or exactly what they want, because what's best in the end for them is to absolutely suck. Yeah, no, I, a, absolutely. At, right, that 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 is correct. I just thought, like, for, for, for sequencing purposes, like, if they are trying to win anything, which they shouldn't be, uh, that it felt like a pretty a pretty tough draw with weather and order. Spencer says that the, the Texans don't have a primetime game either. They have all uh, one o'clock noon games and then one four o'clock game. So I did, I'll do Houston and Indianapolis back to back here because it's thinking about the rookie quarterbacks like you were doing with Carolina. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess CJ Stroud starts week one. I think he goes out there. So here's, here's the way the Texan schedule starts. They go to Baltimore in week one. They're already the biggest underdog in the NFL in week one plus nine. Then they come home for the Colts in week two. Winnable game in D'Amico Ryans' opener as Texans coach. Then at Jacksonville. And then home for Pittsburgh. So it's not, not it's, it's a pretty, I think, fair start to the season. They play three teams with winning records from last year. Two are on the road. And the Indy game is at home in between, which is probably a good spot for Stroud to make his home debut against a team that's not going to overwhelm them defensively. Now, the next spot, Indy, the question I asked myself was, when does Richardson go in? Where on the schedule do I see him making his first start? I do not see Anthony Richardson starting week one. No. There's no pressure there. It's a new coach, Steichen. He just had a situation in Philly where even though – Hertz wasn't a first-round pick. They didn't rush him his first year. He didn't start playing until very late in the year. So my guess is the Colts have a Week 11 bye week, and the first game out of that bye is Week 12, and it's at home against the Buccaneers. I think that is a very soft landing spot for Richardson. So if you do that, you give him seven games at the end of the year. Tampa Bay at home, then it goes at Tennessee, at Cincinnati, and home again against the Steelers. Those are his first four games. That's my guess. I think Richardson gets in there in the second half of the season. I'd be and they brought Minshew in who knows the system too, Danny. If it was a coach on the hot seat, I think he might be pressured to play him. But I think they've got a long-term plan there in Indianapolis for Richardson. I mean, isn't he a prime candidate to sit the whole year? Yes, but I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do it. I think in a perfect world he will, but I think they'll get antsy and they'll want to see something from him before this season is over. I I think that'll be the type of thing that they will feel pressure to do it. But the best thing for that kid would be them to win like two of their first four games. Yep, and just and just buy him some time. And, you know, we'll see how he looks in preseason and they'll know if he's overwhelmed with the offense and the jump and all of that stuff. But he seems like a prime candidate to, to sit. I mean, I went through it with Trubisky, man. They wanted him to sit. They gave Mike Glennon $19, 18000000 million to sit him. And then he led the league in turnovers through four games 
So they put it's like enough is enough. We can't do this anymore. It's yeah, too and, tough to watch. And, but it it really damaged Mitch. And I don't think that there was anything that was going to salvage him. But yeah. I mean, that was he was not ready to play. And they played him because of the pressure. Um, and you know, John Fox was a lame duck coach, and they're going to feel pressure with Ballard and all of that. But it, it definitely hurt Trubisky, and playing him too early uh, might hurt Richardson. So I mentioned the Bears. May as well do them here, I guess. Um, couple things. They they bookend with the Packers. Week one, week 18. Usually the Bears are like good for a minute. Bears-Vikings in week 18. I hate ending with the Packers. Because these are the teams that are picked third and fourth in the division. So there's a very, very good chance that it means nothing. And then I don't know if I agree with very good chance, but I get what you're saying. And and then every like like I right, I know I know listen, I think the Bears are an over team. You're think you think they're a way over team. There's seven teams that make it. The NFC is weak. I'm absolutely hopeful that that's a wild card game, but they are not a deep team. One or two things goes wrong, the wrong guy gets hurt. The Bears Mm -hmm. easily could be a seven win team, and that game. And Bears fans were saying to me today, there's no such thing as a meaningless Bears-Packers game. Well, okay. But like if 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 you have if you're seven and nine and they're five and eleven, that's meaningless. That, that game's getting the fourth team on Fox and no one cares because everyone's yeah. looking at yeah, playoffs. Jonathan Vilma's coming to your stadium. Yeah, right. Conversely, week one. Bears Packers in the 325 window on Fox with Burkhardt and Olsen coming at Soldier Field where the Bears are going to be a real favorite in that game. Oh my God, dude, you talk about overreaction Monday. Like if Fields looks amazing and he gets his first win ever against Green Bay and outduels Jordan Love, it's going to feel like the Bears are 3-0. I love Convers- that. Conversely, if Jordan Love outduels Fields... You're going to feel like you're doomed to eternity. It, it is going to be like apocalyptic high cinder blocks to your ankles and jump into Lake yeah. Michigan time. Like th- there is going to be so much pressure on week one for the bears and Justin Fields as a real favorite in that game against the first time that the Packers haven't had a first ballot hall of famer at quarterback in literally 30 years. Uh, that I just thought that that was a wild spot. And then they've got a lot of weird things with their schedule in terms of rest with two Thursday games, Washington and Carolina, and then a really late bye. Like they didn't get a bye before a Thursday game. Um, So they just have like, they basically have two mini buys and a full bye, but two four-day turnarounds. So it's going to be like a very helter-skelter schedule in terms of the breaks. And then the last little Bears note that I had was uh, they have a stretch of four out of five road games, which is the worst the NFL will do to you uh, in the middle of the season before the bye. In L.A. against the Chargers, in New Orleans, quick turn. So, like, quick turnaround then to a Thursday game at home. So, on the road before a Thursday game. And who is it at home? Carolina is at home. Yeah. Then, Then in Detroit and in Minnesota. Uh, that is rough. That yeah. looks like one. That looks like two and three at best, right there. 
Yeah, just like a, a really real. So like, so three of those five games are national TV: a Sunday night, a Thursday night, and a Monday night. Um, and four of the five on the road with the buy on the back end of it instead of breaking it up. So just a, yeah. a really, really tough week eight through twelve for the Bears. I'll do the Steelers then, and I think it's about taking the momentum at the end of the end of last year when you went from two and six to nine and eight and the bottling it up and carrying it over into 2023. So does the schedule allow for that? Week one, it's the Niners at home. Now, that might feel like a punch in the face, but I think it's the best time to play them. It's a time zone game, so it's a 10 a.m. local start for them. We have no clue what the quarterback's going to be. It'll be Darnold or Lance. You saw Lance in week one last year. Now, it was a total monsoon, and the weather factored into it. But – it's going to be a huge rust game for him if he plays against a t- defense that forced five Burrow turnovers in week one last year and one in Cincinnati. So you know that the defense for the Steelers will get fired up because they'll hear for three months that here comes the greatest offensive mastermind ever in Kyle Shanahan and guys like Mike Tomlin and Cam Hayward and TJ Watt will take that personally. So I love them in that spot to start the year. Then it's Cleveland at home on Monday Night Football. That'll be a madhouse. I mentioned the Vegas game on the road in week three. Then at Houston in week four. So you're dealing with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback in the first month of their relationship. And then week five is at home against Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson has stunk against the Steelers. He's one and two all time against them with way more interceptions and fumbles than touchdowns. You mean so, in Pittsburgh? No, I mean period. One and two? Yes. He started three games against them in his career. Really? I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. You just and the only guys? The only game he won, Roethlisberger was out. Mason Rudolph got knocked out of the game. They didn't have a cart because it broke. So he had his face mask taken off, and they had to carry him out of the stadium. And Duck Hodges came in, who, by the way, is now dating Laney Wilson. Congratulations on all his success. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Good for him. And uh, Marlon Humphrey forced a fumble on Juju in overtime to win that game. That's the only time he's won here. Won against them, period. And he needed to do it against a third-string quarterback in overtime. So, I feel very good about the Steelers getting off to a hot start. It's the back end of the schedule that could be problematic for them. I'll just uh, postscript the Packers since I mentioned a little bit about the statement opportunity against the Bears uh, in week one. Two things, still a ton of love for the brand that is the Green Bay Packers. Pick to finish fourth, uh, Jordan Love, uncertainty, six primetime games. So so just maxed out on the Packers. Just banking on Lambo night, the mm-hmm. fan base, all of that stuff. But I will say, um, as good of a start to a schedule as you could possibly ask for if you're Jordan Love, eight of your first nine games are against teams that were not in the playoffs last year. Wow. So, you know, again, some of those teams will make the playoffs and in Soldier Field to open is not going to be an easy environment, right? Like, they're not all easy games, 
but in terms of like they shouldn't be a huge dog another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In any of the games early on, like he, he should have a competitive chance yeah. to get his feet under him they're, as a starter. They're a very tricky team for me this year, man. That whole division is, I see it very, very close together, all four teams. I'm not buying into Detroit being head and shoulders better than everyone. Detroit, to me, is the NFC version of the Browns, where whenever there's big expectations, they lay a stinker. And so the history of Green Bay and the tradition of the team and the quarterback uh, succession plan that has worked for them, that does weigh on me, and that start makes me think, they can win bank maybe five or six wins and just try to eke out nine by the end of the year and make the playoffs.